Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. It, uh, Silver Birch Ranch here is where we hang out and jive and do our thing. Um, and it's it's fun. We have a lot of fun. Uh, Dave's a little bit older than I am. I'm a little bit younger than Dave, hence Younger, Older, the name of the show. Um, go. But I do want to I do want to throw something out at you. Um, we recorded something uh, for Silver Tranch about last week, and it's going to be launching. I mean, given we we record these ahead of time too. Right. But I want to encourage you to check out Silver Birch Ranch's YouTube channel. So to go to YouTube, type in Silver Tranch, and you, if you are interested in seeing Dave eat lutefisk. Well, not only me. That's true. You did you did bribe me into it, and I probably had the worst reaction than you. You did. ate lutefisk, and so did a couple other guys. I That's don't know right. if you got them all on the video, but oh, we got everybody. Yeah, we got everybody. I can't. I don't know if they made the cut or not, but yeah. So if we've been talking about it on and off for a while, but if you want to enjoy what lutefisk looks like, it's 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 in, the taste. I would say isn't bad. No, I to know me, I disappointed I'm, you in my response. But actually, you didn't disappoint because I know that as as a as a Swede, you really don't have any taste buds, emotions, yeah, or taste buds, or taste buds. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I was probably going to have the bigger reaction yeah. just because that's my role, I suppose. But I'm a texture person as well. And it wasn't the taste. It was a texture. And we yeah. we cooked it two ways. We boiled it and we baked it. The baked one, that, that gelatinous, yeah. gooey That's a good term texture. for it. Yeah. It was just not good. But anyways. Just I tried to describe it to my family that it was like um, fish jello. Yeah. yeah. And, I could, yeah. And mm. they looked at me funny and I said well that's the best I can describe it or that fat in the in the ham can you know I mean the, yes the, whatever that fat is it kind of was like that now that's kind of generational because my grandparents and my parents liked this they had it special at holidays so I can't picture I mean I didn't mind it but yeah. I can't picture having it special for anything well maybe you just need to try it with your family and make it special. I was told by a young Swede, a young one, that's going to the Nicolay Bible Institute. Yes. That we didn't have sauce on it, and the sauce is what you really like. Well, so you're, you're just covering the lutefisk. Exactly. So you could just eat the sauce by itself and, and call it a day. Exactly. Exactly. My thought exactly as a kid, because when I asked my dad if he really liked it, because when we went into Grandma's house when I was a kid, yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas, whatever it was, it, mostly Christmas, I think, when we went into Grandma's house, I just about died. There were because of the smell. There are a couple smells I remember as a kid. One yeah. of them is lutefisk. The other is my grandma's. My mom used to go and help my grandma's with a perm, a permanent they gave at home. Yeah, and the smell in the house after that. Oh, my goodness. You know, I mean, it was just terrible. So the two smells that I really didn't like growing up were when Grandma got a permanent. Do they do that anymore in anyone's house? A perm? Yeah, they give Not, themselves the perm. Oh, no. I remember my mom used to go in to get a perm. Well, my yeah, my, my, my mom did too, but my grandma insisted on doing it at home. Yeah. And so the smell was, ugh. Yeah, yeah, I just Googled it. I think it's some people do a bechamel sauce. A bechamel sauce. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's one of your <laughs> one of the major sauces. Okay, good. I was it. Are you a foodie? No. Oh, okay. No, but if somebody gave me bechamel sauce, I'd probably eat it and say that was pretty good sauce. What's in a bechamel? A bechamel is uh well, there's five mother sauces. Mother sauces. Yes. We're cooking. getting sophisticated. We are here. getting sophisticated. Yeah. So there's the bechamel, which uh, is like a milk flour butter base. Yeah, that would be it. And then you have an, a hollandaise. 
Yeah. Have you had, ever had like Eggs Benedict? I'm yes, I have. Okay, so a hollandaise is not. I don't one like of the, them though the because I think sauces. they're named after Benedict Arnold. Well, you can call it somebody else. Okay. And then you have a velouté. No, I wouldn't eat that. It sounds which is um sounds bad. Which is uh, like a white stock with a roux. Okay. Now what's a roux? <laughs> <laughs> That's for another discussion. All right. And then you have the classic tomato sauce. Well, that I understand. And then the final one is the espagnol. The what? <laughs> is that with snails? It's a it's a basic brown stock sauce thickened with roux. Is that a snail? So it's a darker Thanks. sauce. Yes, that's that's escargot. <laughs> oh, a snail sauce. Yeah, that would be good. I guess. So, I, so you're gonna get tested on the five mother sauces. No, I don't want to be tested on it. So I do like escargot, by the way. Well, case in point, because it's something that it, in and of itself doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. No. You just smother it with flavor. Yeah. The, so the, either smother it with like a tomato sauce or you smother it, it with a garlic butter sauce. It was a sauce. garlic butter sauce that was smothered on it. I, so, I actually spoke on a cruise once, was speaking. So it was kind of a velouté sauce. I don't know, man. No but wonder. I, you but, are Swedish. It must but, be velouté. But when I sat down to eat and they brought me this appetizer, I ate it and I go, oh, that's good. And I didn't even know what it was. And they said, would you like more? You know, I'm going, Sure. How do they say it, that? Would you like more? You <laughs> <laughs> had to get that again. Uh, and, and so I kept eating this, and finally they were looking at me going, how many of those are you going to eat? I said, I don't know what it is, but it's really good. That's it tasted like rubber bands with garlic butter on with them. The, yeah, with a bechamel on it. Yeah, so it was good. There you go. For those of you that have never had escargot, go and get it. And here you say that you don't have a refined palate. I don't. I don't, because it was, as I described it, rubber bands with... You know what else is the consistency of rubber bands? Calamari. You ever have calamari? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's kind of like rubber bands. Uh, I I really or jellyfish. You ever have jellyfish? No, I haven't. That's kind of the same consistency. I do know that I disappoint people when they want me to react to food. Yeah, or any reaction. You don't really have any reaction. No, I don't. I'm kind of comatose. That's okay. Anyway, uh, let's have a reaction here. I've been reading some news reports, and I'm wondering. I have a certain thought about this. And I'm wondering, your generation, if you ever thought about this, um, it comes from an um, email that gives me the news. I just really like to see the headlines. I don't necessarily like to watch all the details. And this is coming from a, a place called Daybreak Insider. And I get, I think Monday through Friday, they send me you know, a couple headlines, five headlines or something like that for the day. So this is for Thursday, March 4th, 2021. Okay. Number one headline, just want your gut reaction. House Democrats pass bill that will force police to cut officers. Hmm. So the House has passed the bill. I understand all the Democrats voted one way, all the Republicans voted another. Hmm. Your thoughts? I feel like Minnesota tried this. Yep. Did and, it work? And it seems like they it it, it was it didn't work for them. It did. Um. So I, I'm not sure what data they're looking at why would why would we want to cut police officers that's that's their solution i think to the reform within the police realm of things you know obviously it's it's in response to george floyd stuff right and i think they're looking for a solution to try to prevent those sort of things from happening again but unfortunately I i don't think the solution is less police no well that's the thing is i don't think necessarily getting less police will solve what they want to try to solve because the majority of police officers, I would say, and I think a lot of people would agree with this is the majority of police officers are good police officers. Right. 
you know, and so just by cutting police officers doesn't, I wouldn't think necessarily make, you know, because really if, if they cut police officers, they're just going to cut the lower ones on the totem pole, I would imagine. Right. You know, and I don't think if they're trying to impact salaries and that sort of stuff of chiefs or whatever it is, I don't know if that's going to necessarily solve that solution. Yeah. You, you know I don't what? know. I'm thinking out loud. Here, I'll give you a couple thoughts from an older guy. Oh, do I, tell. Number one, it's ironic that today this news report comes out and the people that work in Congress have shut Congress down because they're afraid that a group is going to cause them trouble. Oh, yeah, there's that. And so they have more police yeah. and more National Guard there to help them. So they've increased their police while they want to cut others' police. I don't find that in 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 line with good thinking right well and then you look at january 6th and what happened at the capitol right. and they saying where was why wasn't there more yeah i would invite them to go to a home in chicago uh, maybe a single mom who lives in a dangerous area and tell her why they don't need help hmm. you know that's what i would encourage them to do because my generation we we honestly believe in in law and order and we also know that in order to have law and order, you have to have a certain amount of people that are going to be enforcing the laws. Yep. Um, we never claim that the people who are enforcing the laws, that all of them are noble people that do everything for the right reason. But that's true everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's true in every walk of life. So yeah. to single out police officers in that sense doesn't make any sense. Here's what really gets me, though. This I can flip this to a philosophical idea, but... Uh, a lot of times, people get upset because there are rules and, and guidelines, right? Uh, if, if the rules and guidelines are Christian, they get mad because they're, they're like, um, if you go against what the Bible says, it's a sin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so obviously sin is bad and, you know, that kind of thing. But if you look at it, the people who are trying to get rid of the police or trying to limit the police, they have their rules or sins too. Mm-hmm. They're acting like, oh, you have all these rules. No, you have all these rules. Yeah. There's not a place that doesn't have all these rules. Mm -hmm. the, the rules are there. Yeah. So if if you're saying we don't want police because we want this kind of rule to be enforced and that kind of choose your rule. Yeah. You're still going to have to have somebody enforce it. Mm -hmm. Whoever enforces it. Yeah, we'll have neighbors enforce it. Will you? That's what they tried to do in Minnesota. If everybody would enforce it, maybe it would get enforced. But how are they going to do it? What yeah. if somebody says no? Right. Are, are you allowed to have a gun? Are you allowed to punch them? Mm -hmm. Are you allowed to tie their arms up? Right. Now, I don't have any training. How am I supposed to do anything? Am I going to do anything? With, at least the police have some semblance of training. Mm-hmm. Now, if they break that, obviously that's not good, but but they've had it. I haven't. Yeah. So if I'm supposed to help guard you, where are my limits? Mm -hmm. And and how are we going to let that play out? And maybe that's a bigger issue for us. I just want people to understand that for those who run around saying the rules are, are, are tough and they're prohibitive and they're, they, they squelch our, our life or whatever, it's not like you live without rules. You implement your own rules, and you still have them. Mm -hmm. And you're still going to need to enforce them. So you have to deal with that dilemma and quit thinking that cutting police is just the answer. Um, yes, having police 
that are not doing the job right or full of hate, yeah, mm-hmm. clean it up. Yeah. But I don't think cutting them is the answer at all. Okay, that is uh, interesting that you and I have similar thoughts and we're generations apart. I, I think this, I, I'm writing a book right now that I will never publish, but I write it because I like to sort out my ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm calling it logicide, which is off of suicide. It's just the death of logic. Mm. And that to me is another area that there's no logic. Yeah, There's no logic in taking people who can enforce the laws of the land and make less of them and say we're going to have more enforcement of the laws of the land and life will be better. Right. There's no possible way. And those people that say, well, police just cause trouble, yeah, they really don't. Yeah. You, even George Floyd and others, go look at the whole background. Go look at the whole story, not just part of it. I'm not saying that policeman did anything right. I'm saying, though, that there's more there than just a guy walking down the street that the police decided to beat up. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a reason for all this happening. Yeah. And, and if you really don't want it happening, don't be doing things that would cause it to happen in the first place. Yeah. Anyway, whatever that. But here's even more disturbing. Yesterday, there was a House debate on the Equality Act. Okay. All right? Yep. Um. Or it was a couple days ago now. But let me read something to you. Because one of the the senators said something that I think is real pointed. During last Thursday's House debate, again, I'm reading a quote, over the Equality Act, Democratic Representative Jerry Nadler of New York asserted that God's will is no concern of this Congress. Hmm. He said that. Yeah. After a fellow congressman opposed the measure by pointing to God in the Bible, God's will is no concern of this Congress. Mm. I have never in all of my life heard such a blatant statement made by a government leader that we are Mm anti-God. And I think that Jerry Nadler and our nation will pay for that comment. You, You can't, to me, you can't, it may be that he believes that. Right. But to declare it on the House floor, yeah. you could take out your dollar bill and it says, in God we trust. You could take out a quarter and it says, in God we trust on it. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Yeah. To say now, th- my point is, this is a different America mm-hmm. than I grew so. up in. So this is an America that you that you are going to be the father of children growing up in. Yeah. What can we expect if this is going to be the norm? I have no idea. You know, I, I I feel like living life changes by the day. You know, I mean, today was this week is reading across America. That's what they call it, right? Right. Whatever it is. You know, which I mean, I remember celebrating back when I was in elementary school, and, and they made green eggs and ham and all that sort of stuff. And it's you know because it coincides with Dr. Seuss's birthday. And another headline. I don't know if you're going to read it or not. It, you know, goes along with the whole new cancel culture that we're, you know, all of a sudden some people don't like a couple of his books. And so they're taking them out of print. Once again, let me point out, they're giving you new rules that if you violate, you've sinned against them. Right. So to talk to Christians who say that's a sin, it's like, just pick. These are your rules. Right. Well, the, the irony of that one, and I think you told me this, Dave, is Dr. Seuss, the author, I forget his real name. Yeah. Was was a liberal. Yeah, I considered him a liberal. Yeah. So it's like, really? What, what are you guys going after here? Right. And there are so many things we look at. 
as an educator, I look back on that and say, do, do you realize that creativity is still creativity? Right. And that time periods in history reflected the time periods in history. Yeah. You want to erase all that? It, nobody is, is saying any prejudices or anything else is right throughout history. Mm -hmm. But do you not read Huck Finn anymore? Right. Do, do you take classic pieces of literature because they reflected what was going on in time and not read them? Do we, do we never talk about the Holocaust anymore? Mm -hmm. Do you not talk about what Hitler did? Yeah. Because it was offensive to Jewish people? Or do you understand that that's the way it was in history and you talk about it in a dialogue so that we don't repeat some of the things that happened in the past? Right. Because those who forget history, as you know if you've been in school, are doomed to repeat it. Mm -hmm. We don't need to repeat Hitler. Right. And it, I don't think, I think you can read almost any book and go back. It, I don't know, it, it, did you ever watch like Westerns on television, old Westerns? Uh, I did some, yeah. You know, they're politically incorrect. Oh, yeah. They're still old Westerns. Yeah. It reflected what was going on in that day. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be healthy for anyone to take that away. I actually think there were times where um, those settlers were treating the Native Americans, the Indians, in a very bad way. Yeah, I think it's okay to see that. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think we should talk about that and have a dialogue about, was that right? Mm. How do you have a dialogue if you don't even see it? Right. If you don't know it existed? Right. Uh, likewise, there was a time where women didn't vote. Mm-hmm. They really went through a, a mess, you know, to get the vote, the suffrage movement. Yeah. Should we erase that from history? Should we erase the time they didn't vote? Or should we look at it and have a dialogue about, here's what happened in history. Believe it or not, this is how, how people were treated in the political realm. Yeah. Uh, I was down in um, one of those places, I think it was Virginia or somewhere, Jamestown, or I, I don't know where, where they reenact things, the historical reenactment things. Right. And they were really good at what they did. I mm -hmm. mean, they were really good. They were dressed in the in the day. They were, you know, you couldn't get them out of character. So since I saw that you couldn't get them out of character, my goal the whole time was to get them out of character. Of course. I wanted to see if I could get them to laugh at a modern joke. Yeah. But if you said something modern, they would look at you because they wouldn't know the word. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, so... So I'm, I'm, I'm there, I forget what my wife was doing something, and I'm, I'm talking to the guy that was portraying someone in, you know, that just came over on the boat, and, and the Mayflower, whatever they came over on. And I'm saying, so, what do you think of Christians? And he said, what do you mean, what do I think of Christians? You, to be a citizen, you need to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, get out of here. And he looked at me funny, he's like, no, sir, to be a Citizen, you must be a Christian. I said, really? Don't you think that's a little discriminatory? No, it's right. Mm -hmm. I said, so if I'm not a Christian, I can't vote? Exactly. And I'm saying, do you think that's right? He goes, yes. That's the way it, it should be. Yeah. So he stayed in character. Yeah. Now, wow. one of the, the, the interesting things to me is that he did stay in character. I'm glad I had the dialogue. I learned something about history. Yeah. Was he accurate or not? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But but he didn't leave his character. He basically told me some very interesting things. And everyone in that whole settlement did the same. Mm -hmm. 
I was so glad till this day that we didn't erase the culture. Yeah. And I think that everything in our culture can be looked at in the past. We can understand the good, the bad, the ugly. We mm -hmm. can adjust ourselves according to what people have learned before us. And we can have a better society in the future because we do that. Yeah. The cancel culture really bothers me mm -hmm. because they want to cancel all that. Right. And I think, okay, then you either learn lessons. Here's an, here's an old thing that I'll share with everyone listening that's younger than me. But you either learn lessons by watching somebody else make mistakes and applying it to yourself or making the mistake or yourself. making it yourself. It's the easy way or the hard way. Choose. Yep. And history allows you to have the dialogue to, to not do it again. So I, I would hope we never have a Mussolini again, a Lenin again. I would hope we never have a Hitler again in the world. And in order to do that, we need to talk about Mussolini, Lenin, Stalin, mm -hmm. and Hitler and talk about them with accuracy. Right. Slavery. There were a lot of people that were just jerks when it came to slavery. They treated people in a terrible way. I don't think we erase that. We right. talk about it. Uh, same with uh, Native Americans and, and the way maybe they were treated when we came over to this land. Uh, I don't mind talking about it. Right. And I think the reason it's important to talk about those sort of people is because oftentimes we associate the, the, the horrible acts that they committed just to them. Right. But in reality, say you look at Hitler, look at how many thousands, I mean, thousands of people that he got to follow his right. ideology. Right. You know, so it's not just Hitler. It's everyday people that just that that bought into it, right. that thought it was just as OK as him. Right. You know, and that's 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 the part where it's like it's important to know history. You know, because all it takes is one leader to start a trend on whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and that's why you have to have the truth, you Absolutely. know, and always and always be able to come back to the truth. And that's what we say on the show over and over again is that has to be our baseline. Yeah. We can't be afraid to talk about subjects that are tough to talk about. And we can't be afraid to look at what's really going on. Yeah. And I think anyone that reads the Bible can do that. The Bible when you read it, it, it usually gives you warts and all about everybody they write about. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you want to know uh, certain things about King David right. that did things he shouldn't have done. Yeah. The Bible says, great king this day, bad king this day. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Yeah. You know, Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, it says, you know, here's the problems with Solomon. Here's what he did that were bad decisions. Once again, you don't want to erase that. Yeah. Those are valuable stories. They're valuable uh, historical lessons mm -hmm. that we can all learn from. So I want to encourage people that are listening. You're not out of your mind if you don't want to erase culture and erase memories and erase history, even tough history. Yeah. Because you can learn from it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we do. I don't know how else you're actually going to learn in life unless you do that. Yeah. Um, so the cancel culture really needs to stop canceling things, and we need to be able to embrace the educational factors that come from doing what we should in that sense. So uh, it's interesting when you go through the headlines, though, and, and, and to me now, I think there are certain things that I, I really am not too bothered by because I think people who are not Christians are not going to act like Christians. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. However, those that are not Christians should not force those who that are to act like them. Yeah. 
because what you're doing is you're you're asking me to act outside of what I believe. Mm-hmm. You really can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of what you think, you can't do that. Right. And and so, for example, the the apostles, they were all martyred. Yep. Basically. Um if they were they wouldn't have been martyred if they were to re- said I don't believe that Jesus is Christ. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? If you say it, it's kind of like going to one of your boys and saying, tell your brother you're sorry. Right. They're probably not. Mm-hmm. And if you think you just accomplished anything, right. other than having them learn to say something they don't mean, mm-hmm. you haven't accomplished anything. Right. Likewise, um, I think in our lives, if, if somebody comes to me and says, well, you can't do this anymore. Really? Yeah, because you're wrong, but I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to say you're wrong. How do I do that when I'm not wrong and I don't believe I'm wrong? Mm -hmm. We can't, you know, I can't go to an atheist and say, you need to admit there's a God. Mm -hmm. Eventually, if they say, okay, there's a God, they're just doing it to get me out of there. Mm. They still don't mean it because they said it is meaningless. Yeah. And I think we need to understand that everybody is different. They're in a different place in life. Let's let's take a look at those lives that have been successful. Mm-hmm. Let's look at families that uh, live in harmony, that enjoy each other, that love their kids. And let's learn from them. And let's see the things that haven't worked and learn from them. Yeah. And adjust. But our nation is not headed that way. We are headed toward everybody needs to follow the new rules that the left sets up. Mm. And those new rules, if you go against them, that's the new sin. They won't call it that. They think it's freedom. Yeah. I don't care. It's not. It, everything has rules. Mm-hmm. Everything. So right now I can't, you know, discuss things in public maybe about, I can't call Native Americans Indians because mm-hmm. that's a rule now. Mm-hmm. I, I can't use certain language because it's a rule now. Yeah. And, and that's what Congress is trying to do, make more rules so that those who disagree with them have more sin mm-hmm. that they can condemn. Yeah. And that's exactly what they've been blaming the Christians for doing. Mm. It's exactly the same thing, that they're saying, oh, you're condemning me for my abortion, you're condemning me for... You know what? It's really nice that you think you have no rules. Yeah. But you have plenty of them. Mm-hmm. It's just your rules and my rules conflict. Mm-hmm. And what I've done is I've moved outside of me and said, they're not my rules. I'm going to learn how life was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be the rules in the context of the way life was meant to be. Yeah. And it was meant to be one man, one woman. Boys were meant to be boys. Girls were meant to be girls. Oh, yeah. No, I know your rule. I just sinned. Yeah. But that's, I didn't send. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's the way it was meant to be. And uh, we'll keep discussing this. There are more headlines we didn't get to. So we're yeah, we didn't, we didn't make it that far no, in the headlines today. So. One, well, we got one and a half. One, one I wasn't planning on. Yeah, sorry. I threw one in there. But I yep. mean, that's, that's just the way it goes. And, and I think the more that we look at headlines, the more that we just have to realize that part of our discussion that we have on every show is being able to engage culture in a way that applies the truth of Scripture to the way that we need to respond. Because there's going to be things more and more so that make us do a double take. Yeah, and don't get caught in the idea that those who say they are free don't have their own rules and sins. Right. 
Right, one hundred percent. So, uh, I encourage you to head over to relate three sixty five and uh, you could re listen to this podcast or even catch other episodes where we talk about different headlines or even different topics. But for this time, this is all the time we have. This is Jason Dave here on Younger and Older. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye bye.